required. Rally on me. Matter Transfer Sciences, owned by Ahmed Akbar, will attempt to complete the first matter transfer machine. Someone's using a secure line to communicate with the outside. I'm gonna find out who. Oh my gosh. That's Rashad Amir. Step away from the computer! You said step away! In my wildest expectations, I would have never figured that you would create time travel. My mind is racing with the possibilities. Transferring matter was bad enough. The time travel in your hands. If Ram created matter transfer, they can go anywhere GPS coordinates can take them. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. And I'm Michael Tabor. And Michael, we're doing something that we haven't done in a while. I, I, we are going back to our roots watching bad movies but actually there's a twist on this michael what's going on uh so going back to our roots also going back in time uh that's That's right right. it's our second uh christian reactionary time travel masterpiece film that we're covering for the podcast i'm talking of course about the seminal 2020 release assassin 33 ad and this has been covered a fair amount so we're not going to do we're going to go through it we're not going to do a beat by beat synopsis but I have to tell you, uh, I had a damn good time. Yeah, this is uh, this is up there. So on the scale of uh, right wing Christian filmmaking, <laughs> I think that this you got to give this one some points. It has uh, both some of the emotional histrionics, the like white man crying mm-hmm. slash screaming yeah. of like a fireproof. It's yeah. got it's got some real Kirk Cameron beating up the computer energy at times. Um, oh yes the best but then it best. also has like a really fun and ridiculous wonky uh time travel multi-universe people keep dying and then popping back up in other timelines like shenanigans to it that is just really super fun and like kind yeah. of well done yep i it's that's it's weird wa- to say it's weird to say it but it's kind of well done i have to be honest the like you know w- the actual plotting once they get to the sci-fi elements and they get done establishing everything not, about to, 30... not to spoil too much of this yes. film but after they double cap christ the movie is just a run it's just a <laughs> flat run of people jumping into different timelines trying to erase what other people did in other timelines and it's act like you could actually write this is like a pretty good movie in some ways and an extremely terrible movie in other ways but you could actually take the rules that this movie builds for time travel and write a damn fine movie like it they actually thought it through and and i'm, I'm surprised by that because christians don't tend to think anything through least of all storytelling yeah and so what you end up with is like <laughs> what is fundamentally a very reactionary movie i mean of we'll course. get into like the politics of this but it essentially boils down to so muslims really hate christians huh like that is <laughs> that is fundamental to the politics of this sure. film as well as some other reactionary shit but <laughs> it doesn't vibe with the same level of vitriol because it, it's too busy having fun with its timelines. Well, and, because uh, the bad guy straight up slaps. <laughs> like he, yeah, yeah, because he's, he's cool. Like because he's like because he's like no, I'm gonna murder Jesus before he's murdered. It's like <laughs> whoa, what a plan! I love this. Let's roll. <laughs> like, I also yeah, I, we'll get into it. But like the fundamental uh, hilariousness of like I'm gonna fuck up all of this by murdering Jesus approximately twelve hours before he was murdered. <laughs> It's very good. Also, just a smart update to the timeline. You know, we used to have our Jesus assassinated by the state. Now he's being assassinated by PMCs. Like this, this just tracks. This is just, this is just a the, smart, timely update to the story to keep it relevant. The uh, the uh, the lib of this, the Samantha Powers is mur- is is murdering Jesus at all. <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning, shall we? Now that now that we've uh, set up the story. Uh, 
let's talk a little bit about how this movie opens uh because like all <laughs> great christian films it has to open on family tragedy of course uh, and i i'm talking about heidi montag uh taking yeah, the a, a weirdest from her casting. yeah the stunt casting she like appears first in the credits it's very good yeah um and she's in being, the movie for 45 seconds the wife of, uh, I don't know how to describe this guy, except like deeply uh, discounted Bradley Cooper. Like if yeah. you take if you mm-hmm. take American Sniper and then just add like, I don't know, a few years, uh, a lesser workout regime, uh, a mm-hmm. little more folksiness, uh, you get you get this guy who is uh, Brant. and Brant is the head of security for this uh, company that is doing up to some shenanigans. But Brant is just driving with his wife, Heidi Montag, famed reality TV star, uh, when she is having some sort of ecstatic vision of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, of course. And she starts like shaking and she's like, I just feel like God's going to like change our lives in this moment. And he kisses her hand and closes his eyes as he's driving (laughs) and plows directly into a semi truck, killing his entire family. It's uh, it's 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 pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a there's the some movie great cuts imagery the with like a a charred doll that he carries yeah. away from mm-hmm. the crime scene or from yeah. the crime scene from the from the wreck <laughs> and like him. You know, this is the first of approximately 500 scenes of white man feeling feels real bad. Uh, so good. There's a lot of those. There are multiple characters that uh that have these moments throughout the film but he is that is the cold open the cold open is fire fire and blood in dead children cut this movie doesn't waste its time that's what michael's telling you (laughs) yes this movie this movie's trying to get to the real shit real fast uh and so what does what does discount bradley cooper do as a result of this but of course blame god deeply and personally uh and and begin a sort of another long-running recurring theme of this film which is uh dudes yelling at the sky it's Uh, i there's nothing more i love it's very west wing it's very bartlett in the church like being mad at catholic god for letting something happen and and it's uh for letting mrs manningham die a landingham die a woman who was 900 years old And so, despite his entire career, which he mentions in the opening scene, being killing terrorists, uh, and that is portrayed as like, oh man, you know that fucking cool and good thing that I do, shooting brown people in the global south. Uh, (laughs) Going to someone else's country and murdering them. (laughs) He has decided to now break bad and go work for this private security firm. Uh, and that security firm is in charge of protecting this company headed up by Ahmed, uh, who is only identified as Ahmed, who is uh, in the in the portrayal of this movie. They want you to know that the world thinks of him as the model immigrant. Uh, his right. parents were murdered uh, by uh, Islamic extremists. Yep. And he came to America and made this hyper successful company, lots of donations to charity. And he is considered this like, uh, yep. you know, paragon of neoliberal virtue. But wait, he is secretly also an Islamic extremist. Oh, that rules so much. So his parents get <laughs> his parents also get murked in a yes. flashback. But then he is angry. And then it's implied that sort of homeland style, the terrorists brainwash him into becoming a muslim extremist yeah even though his family were christians his family were christians murdered by islamic extremists uh he keeps the knife that they were murdered with in his office and it becomes a plot relevant device also i i'm not saying this but this way he is distractingly hispanic (laughs) yeah so (laughs) he was literally born uh, in mexico no yeah actor. yeah the actor was quite literally born in mexico he vibes just <laughs> noticeably almost almost stereotypically hispanic through this whole movie his accent is distinctly uh you know a a, a hispanic accent and like it, he is... it's more fun to think that a drug lord wants to go back in time and murder jesus though <laughs> so like i'm here for it it again uh the reactionary politics of this movie are assumed but they they really don't spend that much time like enforcing them other than him being a badass who caps motherfuckers throughout this entire film but anyways (laughs) 
the way that we uncover as the viewer that uh, this whole mm -hmm. uh, you know philanthropic organization is secretly working on some some wonky time travel stuff that may have terrorist purposes is because there is a group of scientists. That's and right. These scientists have been tasked with matter transfer. Right. So and moving so something from one place to the other. Mm-hmm. And they keep having this issue where the things that they're moving explode. Uh, and they don't know what's going on. And it turns out that they have inadvertently created time travel. And dun, no dun, sooner dun. have they realized this than they're able to hack into the mainframe, 90s hacker style. All hacking is done on cell phones, by the way. Like, all hacking mm -hmm. in this movie is done basically through an app. Like if you like they, they're so essentially good. pulling out the like early 2000s iPhone app where you tilt it and it makes it look like you're drinking beer, except they're using that to like hack into these hyper secure, uh, you know, mainframes. And they discover that Ahmed is talking to a guy that is a terrorist. And we know that because he is <laughs> has a big beard, is Middle Eastern and is wearing a turban because he looks exactly like Colonel Gaddafi. Like, like. Like, they basically were like, make this actor look like Colonel Gaddafi. Okay, it's good. Just, it's just so bad. And then uh, the terrorists have a conversation in English about how they really need this matter transfer so that they can, like, send bombs into the States. But yeah. actually, now that they've invented time travel, it's time to think bigger. Okay, I actually love this. Their whole mm -hmm. plan, and it's kind of genius, is to use quantum mechanics to just send stuff wherever they want with any G GPS coordinates. Look, am I saying 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue would be funny? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm thinking You would it. never say that. Uh, so that's awesome. But then I love the instant pivot. The moment, and like everybody, one of the nice things about this movie that has some accidental quality or not is everyone kind of is, the plot is so complicated they had to make the characters relatively smart. And so like everyone's pretty quick on the uptake. Like the terrorists figure out instantly the ramifications of this experiment that time travel is real and then they have a plan to go it's like these terrorists were like waiting they were like if we invent time travel we're gonna fuck some shit up yeah yeah they they i want to see the contingency document for this terrorist action uh because they were just so quick on the pivot i mean it's a real it's a testament to a capitalist <laughs> innovation frankly that they were it like is. oh we invented a new thing here's how we can be terrible with it instantaneously no, it was they are if 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 in reality every every terrible thing is invented by the u.s military and then they use it to do terrible things but if the if this movie thinks the u.s military is good they should think that these terrorists are good because they're innovating they're making it happen excuse me if it was the u.s military that invented this time travel device they would have done far worse things with it oh yeah no it's it it rules how quickly the terrorists figure it out and are like let's fucking roll so anyway okay. so now uh now brant discount <laughs> discount bradley cooper who is angry yes. at god has yep. been tasked with <laughs> leading the strike team yes. into the garden of gethsemane to kill christ okay this is actually I'm, Michael, you, you misread this. This is actually, like, pretty cool. Because this is, like, <laughs> this is a guy who killed terrorists joining with terrorists to work together. Michael, this... This, this is, is the, the unity dream. that Biden promised us. This is what I expected. Like, I actually love that he never questioned... Like, he is so angry at God personally that, like, he is willing to work with somebody that he, like, should detest. That he spent 10 years killing these people. And he's like, no, man, I'll work with you to kill God in the past because I'm pissed. It is it is truly some, like, straight-up JRPG shit how much this movie yeah. is about killing God to avenge your family. It's like cool. it's 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 <laughs> fucking I mean, it's really hard not to root for this movie when a SEAL team apparates <laughs> into the Garden of Gethsemane like like it's Harry Potter and the prisoner of Azkaban. Like they they flip their time turners, uh someone's gonna summon a horcrux and uh oh, sorry, sorry, a Patronus. Apologies, apologies. Uh and and then they just like and then they just murder everyone. Yeah. No, everyone it's which for the they record yeah, is is just the like continuation of what SEAL teams have been doing all over the world forever. Like this, is, yeah, this is what they do. They show up in places and murder brown people. Yes. So you're saying white dudes apparate to the Middle East to murder brown folks? Yes, yeah, no. And it's, it's like it's like it's the whole crew perfect. is like 
uh, is Brant's security team. It's not the actual terrorists. There's like mm. one of the actual terrorists that goes with them as a liaison or some shit. But like, <laughs> nope. This is just a bunch of this is just a bunch of PMC guys showing up to uh, do the the evil bidding of of a powerful organization. Which yeah, kind of nailed the politics on this no, one. They they keep accidentally because for storytelling or or just accidental accuracy landing into being correct on things yeah um and i gotta say it's been talked about before so i won't belabor it it's awesome you know we work in media without getting too much into it and the thing i am constantly dealing with is boredom you know like reading somebody's like script or book or whatever and it's just i know everything's gonna happen i gotta admit 40 minutes into your time travel movie when you cap jesus christ i don't know what's coming next i'm like all right i'm i'm strapped in baby let's go let's go so they they immediately slaughter all of the roman guards and every apostle just all of them are dead it's and then so Brant cool. is standing over jesus and this is maybe the yep. moment to uh take a sec step back and say who is portraying jesus uh, yes because it is none other than the fourth place finisher of season seven of American Idol, uh, Mr. White Guy in Dreads himself, Jason Castro. Yeah, I uh, I definitely wish he had been cast as the terrorist and the lead terrorist had been cast as Jesus, but let's move forward. <laughs> I think he is technically, like his parents are Colombian, oh, he's he is white passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it is still just like, oh, wow, they uh, they really made some choices on their casting here. Although they yes. did kind of nail one of my favorite things is that all of the Roman soldiers yes. are just like Black Rifle Coffee Company aficionados. They like They're all just really, like they nail that. It's really good. They're all just like vaguely broish, slightly overbuilt, but still beer bellied yeah. like yeah. dudes. And, and they're taller than everyone, which is actually brilliant because they would have been. Yeah, it's uh they kind of nail it. So Brant security guy <laughs> is standing over a wounded Jesus, like, why didn't you stop me, Jesus? Which is not the first time that someone is in mortal peril while a white dude yells at them. <laughs> And far from the last in this fucking Again, movie. the politics are in, is, are so far to the right, they've kind of come toward to something. <laughs> yeah, it's just so good. And so he's just like, why didn't you stop this? And and Jesus is just like, eh, forgiveness. And then and then Brandon is like, this is for my family. And then it's boom, boom, <laughs> two in the dome. Take that, Jesus. Jesus is it's, dead 40 minutes into this awesome. movie. It's so awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> just, you got to like, it's hard to top yourself when you do that it is it is a hell of a play to drop just the slow zoom in on on uh bradley looper's face as he as he just like sneers he's like ah for my family i uh i love that like you believe in god so much that you would shoot him in the face for not saving your family oh yeah 100 percent. these are all people who believe in god so deeply like no one is an atheist in this movie. Even the scientist who's like, I don't believe in this crap. Like, he's not an atheist. He is treating God like God and getting mad at him for not doing God stuff right. Uh, but I just, I, you can't, Brant being like, we needed another season of The Hills. It's just. Yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely cool. Uh, and then the movie gets nutty with it. Yeah, so it, the scientists, this group of scientists who we should Overly say overly built hot scientists. Yeah, everyone everyone is attractive. Uh, they are comically diverse compared to the rest of this movie. Oh man, the rest They're of this movie so is like funny. Uh, so there four, are brown four. people who are bad, and then there are white people who are doing bad things because they're angry at God, but are fundamentally good. Uh, and then there's the group of scientists, which is just like comically diverse. Um, yeah, no. Uh, like they're the the united colors of of Benetton, but like, <laughs> yeah. uh, including physics. including the one Christian scientist. And by the way, they're only referred to as geniuses in this. They're like, where? It's what are so the geniuses funny. up to? That's their like designation is genius, which is special. Mm -hmm. um, but the Christian scientist is like super hot and kind of seductress in this movie <laughs> okay there's an early scene i don't want to spend a ton of time on it where she starts dating the lead scientist mm -hmm. and she she like helps him improve his life on their first date 
And this is a guy, by the way, who is just rippling with muscles and is like eventually handsome. And she's like, you're kind of a loser. Let me help you. Yeah. Out. So they portray him as like nebbish in his opening scenes. And he's like so focused on his science that he keeps like bumping into her and like smacking her boob on accident. Um, and then she goes on a date with him. And the, the whole date is literally like an I can fix him montage of like throwing out his clothes and teaching him how to keep his shoulders back when he walks Jordan Peterson style. And it's just like <laughs> after he's that, already hot. <laughs> he immediately goes from like nebbish dude to like, you know, smartest man in the world slash gun genius like he learns guntana <laughs> in this montage uh because uh. for the rest of this he is just capping motherfuckers like he is non-stop badass from this point on uh, and one of the things i do really like about this movie is that you can tell that while there's a lot of cultural christianity that goes into it and we'll get into the director and his work mm. and his reality tv background but there is a little bit of trashiness to this movie to the point mm -hmm. where like there's sexual innuendo at one point upper ass cheek is viewed um yeah, like it's you, a, it's you get a cool. little crack uh in in the movie which is pretty crazy there's like kissing and stuff like, yeah there's it, making out there is actual making out there's something just it's coming from a different cultural milieu than yes. the hyper evangelical shit that we've watched yes. before uh, and that's because the director and writer, Jim Carroll, uh, possibly because he spent seven years hosting a reality <laughs> TV show called uh, Wedding Boot Camp with his wife. Nice. Uh, I didn't spend a ton of time investigating it. it. From my brief YouTube search, it appears to be essentially the real world, but for like failing marriages, where they throw them all in a house together, have them live together. There's lots of like fighting and drama. And mm -hmm. then they do boot camp style exercises to fix their marriage. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> but you watch the trailer and it's essentially just like people melting down and getting into physical altercations. Uh, like constantly, uh, which is crazy because <laughs> I just got done watching Bachelor in Paradise and I know Bachelor rules. If anyone hits anyone, everyone's gone. You're done. Exactly. Whereas in this, it's like, no, they're encouraging these people to just beat the shit out of each so other on th camera. This guy has like an element of the carny entertainer in him. Yeah. Uh, he, one of the other things he's done is semi-professional poker playing, which again, it just like <laughs> sort of speaks to how like his milieu yeah. is different than the Kirk Camerons of the world. Like he is, mm -hmm. he, he's trying to do a little bit more of a like, check out my cool badass like reactionary politics instead of my hyper evangelical ones even though a big part of this movie is about like how awesome jesus is uh so <laughs> they have successfully killed jesus and then i don't know how to describe what happened they have next, attacked except... and dethroned god yes they did it they did it 40 minutes in they did it and now they have to unkill god maybe and what still happens yeah, go is zach maybe you can speak to this more a series of of time travel universes and a lot of time spent describing the rules for how if they go back further in time they can potentially rewrite the rewritten timeline and people that die will no longer die and i don't know so i actually think it's largely pretty successful but it is very much fly by the seat of your pansy um which it does understand kind of something about uh time travel which is like you just have to establish your rules and mostly stick to them and basically they just, both sides keep looping back in time behind each other. <clears throat> yeah. Because the idea is that if you, reality rewrites itself. Like a hard mm -hmm. drive every single time you go back and change something. And so we see brief glimpses of the reality of Jesus dead. The world has destroyed itself because now there's no forgiveness, which is very yeah. funny. No, so that, we should get into that. So at one point the current timeline <laughs> catches up to the world in which Jesus was was never resurrected. He'd been successfully right. executed. They refer to this as the ultimate jihad. Uh, so it's good. the ultimate jihad because they managed to, there are no Christians. Christ did That's not right. die the way he did in scripture. Therefore, no Christians exist. Therefore, we have created a world without Christianity. And there's a brief moment where Ahmed, uh, in, the, in the current timeline, the world around them changes and they're in this like beautiful garden. He's like, I did it. I successfully built a world without Christ. Look, look upon our works. We've done it. And then it smash cuts forward again and they are in the apocalypse. So good. And so Ahmed is just like, what? I don't, 
I don't understand. And one of the scientists who is not a believer, according to the movie, uh, is like, this is what you've done. You've made a world without mm -hmm. forgiveness. And that's why nuclear ash is raining down from the sky. <laughs> uh, and then for reasons that still never made sense to me, Ahmed and his crew, his, you know, terrorist buddy gang all sort of disapparate. And the scientist is just alone in the apocalypse. And they, they just leave him there. Like, he's just they leave him there. there. That's Cool. You know, dying in this like dead and broken world, uh, and and that's... I think it's implied that that gets overwritten. But yes, yeah, yeah, everything ultimately gets overwritten. But <laughs> they just they do just they do be just like, yeah. leave, they um, leave the black eye scientist there. And I of... will say, go ahead. No, go for it. Uh, and, and he's a very interesting character because he definitely is. Like, they, they make him too stereotypically black, but they're also trying to make him a character, and it doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah, so the, the black scientist definitely comes from the, like, Kirk Cameron fireproof, uh, like, <laughs> rules of uh, racial depiction on screen. Which is to say, like, the black scientist, despite supposedly being one of the four smartest people in the world, is basically doing a Friday bit the whole time. <laughs> The whole time. There's, he, there's a scene. He's channeling 1994 Chris Tucker in every scene. So hard. There's a scene where the black scientist meets Jesus in the garden. And we know it's mm -hmm. Jesus because he's got the blood tears, you know, running yep. down his mm -hmm. face. Yep. And and they're like chatting. He's like, oh, you can speak English? Jesus can speak English in this movie. Boom. Miracle. Yep. Which they explain. Uh, but yeah. And then, and then he's like joking around with him jesus is like i have to do this to save your life and he's like all right then go on with your bad self and like that's me toning down the like oh yeah no, that was not racist the movie was being racist uh and then he's like jesus i'm joking with you yeah yeah just josh and jesus uh and then uh spoiler alert the scientist the black scientist's name is simon and he mm -hmm. ends up being the Simon that canonically helps Jesus carry his cross to the crucifixion. So this is probably a good part to get to the rest of the plot. So they're looping yes. around. They're all jumping around. Everybody's People trying to get one dying. on everybody. And somebody, it's pretty somebody good. Somebody dies in every timeline. <laughs> yeah. No, they do. And, and it does a good job, for the most part, keeping you relatively figuring out, like, what's going on, etc. So... What's really cool about this is after it is that, like, so geez, we end up in the timeline where the scientists have stopped SEAL Team 6 from murking <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and they do this, by the way, by placing uh, branches where yeah. the SEAL Team is going to, like, you know, Star Trek-style, uh, you know, a transporter into. <laughs> so they, they come into reality with a stick through their chest and die. Yeah, which is no, just, it's good. But Brant... It's very good. And the other terrorist liaison guy, and the two of them, mm. of course, hate each other, but they're working together, which half only half makes sense, but we're moving through it. They just end up kind of generally around, kind of trying to hang out. Um, and the problem is, though, is that they they lose their, their sort of time watch, and they get taken by Roman guards because the terrorist guy steals a tomato, one of the few real plot holes of this movie. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of weird stuff around, like... The, the brown terrorist being deeply incompetent. So the security guy, even before he, his eventual transformation that we could all see coming, is just constantly berating him. He's just, he's, everyone in this whole movie is like, yeah, you stupid terrorist. Why are you so stupid doing your terrorism? Uh, so they get, they get, they get, they get arrested. And so we see Simon helping Christ carry the cross, which is, you know, so sort of solidly neat thing. And then... Um, in this one of many timelines, sort of hunky terror, hunky, hunky scientist is walking around with his, his sort of shot hot girlfriend and comes to Jesus on the cross and is like, why won't you save us? Why won't you save her? Why won't you save yourself? And then we see Brant is on the cross as the mm -hmm. good thief and the evil other terrorist guy samir is on the cross as the bad thief that's Boom. right baby and i gotta be honest in choice bit of plotting so <laughs> choice that's so good because it fits their characters and it's it it's it is a nice reveal yeah it's it's a very interesting pullback uh to brant 
being crucified, being like, Jesus didn't do anything wrong. We did this to him. And then mm-hmm. Samir being like, he's just a guy. He's dying just like we are. And then hot scientist holding his gutshot girlfriend who has been yep. gutshot in the past with no modern medicine for literal days at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And, um, and he's begging Jesus to save his girlfriend while Jesus is be- busy being crucified. Yet another moment where a white dude is big mad at, <laughs> at God for not doing something. And it's like, you know, he, he seems a little busy at the moment. There's all this, like, blood leaking out of him, some holes in his hands. Like, you are just real, real mad that he didn't have an extra a little bit of extra Jesus juice to like resurrect your girlfriend in front of you. Uh, and as hot scientist carries his, his wounded girl away, it, it, you know, just com- convinced at this point that, that God is not who he says he is because he refused to do this. Jesus mm-hmm. tells him, you're going to have to forgive if you want your girlfriend to live. Yeah. And, Meanwhile, Brant kind of finishes one of his loops here, and, you know, he's he's the good thief. And so there's all these other loops going on, blah, 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 blah. I think here's a good point to go where, so, hot scientist, dying girlfriend, hook up with Simon, the black dude, and they're kind of hanging out for the next few days, and we jump ahead. And we go back to the present as well, mm-hmm. where the big bad terrorist, uh, our drug lord terrorist, <laughs> is has decided that, like, fine whatever i don't know what's happening in the past but i'm going to go and make sure the disciples don't come for the body because in this movie he's a muslim and he doesn't believe jesus right raises from the dead so he jumps back and he is waiting in the damn tomb with jesus's dead body before he's resurrected this is this is this is one of my favorite moments ahmed now all suited up (laughs) in his tactical gear it's uh, so good directly into the tomb by the way just nailed it take one uh, awesome. And so he's inside the tomb and he's dropping a bunch of glow sticks yep. so that he can see what's going on. And then he pokes Jesus with a gun and he's like, <laughs> dead as doornails. It's, again, it, it's it's reaching this kind of B-movie bliss where it's like, man, no movie in Hollywood would go for this. <laughs> like... It's no it really it's it's having fun with it i'm sorry it just is and like (laughs) you know of course we're gonna get canceled for loving this movie too much but Uh, you just can't deny uh what a roller coaster ride this terrible reactionary piece of art is um and this is also i don't think this is better than this is better time travel than both of all any avengers fucking movie oh yeah this this is smarter more inventive this is interesting this is making Looper look uh, look like uh, that other Christian time travel movie we did. Like, this is just having oh, yeah. even more fun with the premise. Uh, and this is approximately 30 seconds after Ahmed just got done shooting Hot Scientist's parents. Uh, which oh, is a very right. funny moment where Hot Scientist is like, I'm not going to give you the code to time travel. And he's like, all right, I'm going to kill your parents. And then he does. And then mm-hmm. he brings in the girlfriend. He's like, I'm going to kill your girlfriend too. And he's like, fine, I'll give you the code. And it's like, bro, if you were going to break, you could have <laughs> broke a little earlier. <laughs> well, you know, that's true. But he has to have something to to, to live for to, to, to change. So Yes, yes. He okay, has so, to be able uh, to go back and override the past again. All right, continue. Ahmed is in the tomb. Mm-hmm. Feels like he's just going to mow down some disciples when they come to steal the body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is so good. It's and so good. Then it's morning. Nearby. It's morning. Hot scientists and his girlfriend mm-hmm. and Simon have made their way to the tomb because hot girlfriend's yep. dying wish is to be brought to the tomb and see the resurrection. She's a true believer. She knows this is going to happen. So even though they're like, you don't understand, he's dead. She's like, you don't understand. I need to be there because, you know, she's faithful. She's pulling her Mary. Uh, and so they bring her to the tomb and you see the Roman guards and the big stone. And then... Yep. The resurrection happens. That's Zach, right. walk me through this. This is clearly the most <laughs> badass depiction of resurrection that I have seen on screen to date. There's basically an enormous explosion of light. Mm-hmm. Just like, boom, the tomb just like almost explodes. Just no, it, like, does it, it does explode. The, the stone is not rolled away. It, it just <laughs> shatters into a thousand it, pieces. The, like this is the an, most... It, 
monster energy drink resurrection I've seen in a hot second. If if Jesus was uh Jesus his resurrection was an IED, this would be it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, they're they're gonna be missing kneecaps abounding. Everything is shaking, the doom explodes, and Ahmed freaks out because even though he know he just and he apparates away because yeah, he, he can't deal with the truth. Let's he uses honest. his little time retriever watch to get out of there right as Jesus is resurrected, so he never sees the resurrection. That's right. That's right. Uh okay, so then uh our guys, uh, I will be specific here, Hot Scientist and Simon, they go down to see what's happening. They leave Dying Girlfriend behind. And they go in and they see the neatly folded clothes and a bunch of glow sticks. So, of course, they start to pick up glow sticks to not fuck totally with the past. And then, at the same time, Jesus comes to Hot Girlfriend and offers her some peace and you know shows him her hands and says it doesn't hurt anymore and she died and she dies yeah so she gets to see the 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 science other scientists don't see the resurrected christ that's right but he appears to her because she believed and mm-hmm. has maybe the most maudlin speech in this entire movie of histrionic uh people screaming and crying uh this is also the moment where, <laughs> unfortunately, as much as I appreciate the excellent stunt casting of like reality TV stars throughout this, uh, it's it's <laughs> shocking to say, but the fourth place finisher of season seven of American Idol doesn't super have the chops to pull off Jesus Christ. He's not Jim Caviezel. I'll so say he that. is. He is. It, yeah, thankfully, because Jim Caviezel would have been like, so it's the Adrenochrome. Um, <laughs> and, and he would have been correct please continue oh boy. uh but he appears and it's just like the way that he's speaking he just like he has yeah. jesus on some serious cuck shit it's not okay it's not okay how like mm-hmm. uh his mm-hmm. language is just so like soft and uh yeah like it's very emo white Jesus. Like there is a lot. There is there's crusted <laughs> blood, but there's also a fair amount of eyeshadow going on. There's there's too much eyeshadow. Jesus need to be for a movie that's as alpha as this movie. Jesus need to be more alpha. Yeah, yeah. For a movie about the the redemption of Sigma males, uh, <laughs> I really I needed Jesus to actually pick up one of those eight Ks at some point. That's all I'm saying. Um, but anyways, Jesus, Jesus pieces out. Mary shows up at the tomb. The scientists are like, oh, no, we're going to mess with the timeline if we don't get this right. So the scientists proclaim he is risen in English. Uh, and <laughs> but they're glowing and they're wearing strange clothes. So they're the yeah, angels. They're holding the glow sticks. So these yep. are the angels that appeared Rules. in the tomb. That's so awesome. <laughs> and then... And then uh, Mary, because they've completed the side quest of, like, finished resurrection, Mary gives them one of the watches they need to return to the timeline. That's right. Girlfriend is dead, and so hot scientist and Simon have to go back to the present. Oh, this is one of my favorite moments. Yeah. And they uh, have to go back to the present to overwrite the whole thing to make it right. Yeah. So 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 time is spinning ever more out of control. The center will not hold. So now now that they've seen everything they've seen, they need to go back and fix it all. And so Simon is like, I'm coming with you. And Hot Scientist Man uh, is like, we only have one watch. We can try to do a double jump, but we'll probably just disappear into thin air. And he's like, that's a risk I'm going to have to take. And, and, <laughs> and so they like both wear the watch, which thankfully has like very stretchy and elastic band to make that happen. <laughs> uh, and right before they go back to the lab where this all began, uh, hot white scientist hands Simon a gun and he's like, here, you're going to need this. <laughs> this is so good. So they appear, they appear in the present and the black dude mows down a bunch of terrorists, but also gets shot himself, but instantaneously not instantaneously gets shot because he's the guy <laughs> holding the gun. It's it doesn't so funny. seem like that's a very nice gun. thing to do. He's like, dude, you're going to take this one for me. Thanks, bro. (laughs) Thanks, man. So, yeah, they come back into the lab. Simon immediately shoots two terrorists and then catches one in the chest. Uh, 
<laughs> hot scientist hauls him over to the chair and he's like, okay, it's okay, man. I'm good. Don't worry about being shot and dying. I'm going to fix this. Also, as soon as I go back through this time portal again, I'm going to need you to uh, shoot the mainframe and, and sort of end the technology so we can't keep having these loops. Uh, and then they have about a five minute conversation about whether Jesus is really God. <laughs> So this is so funny. It's one of the few places, and there's a handful of these little chats, but this is the yep. biggest one. The movie is, particularly in the last uh, hour, just a good fucking time. But it does, like, stop once in a while for, like, hey, man, that Jesus guy seems legit, yo. And yes, and that is specifically <laughs> Simon's question, is, like, do you think he's legit? And other scientists yo. is like, who do you mean? And he's like, Jesus, do you think Jesus is legit? And then uh, white scientist who is not a believer still at this point is like, I'm not the right guy to ask. And he's about to run through the time portal. And he's like, wait. And he goes back and he's like, listen, man, you saw the things I saw. You saw who he is. He spoke English to you. I don't know what to make of that, but you do. I promise that if you believe in him, he's going to have a place in heaven for you. Again, not this man's beliefs. He's going to have a place in heaven for you. And then he describes black scientist heaven as a frat house with a lot of cheap beer. <laughs> Which I just, it isn't even racist. It's just bizarre. <laughs> because like, that's, that's, that's kind of a typical white bros version of heaven. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> it's so strange. Again, these are supposed to be some of the smartest people in the world. But what this guy really wants is a frat house with a lot of cheap beer. And, the, and, and it works for Simon. Simon's like, yeah, man, that sounds nice. That's what heaven's going to be. Me getting mad wasted. Like, <laughs> that's so good i love i hope it is i hope that version of him went to that version of heaven oh man so then uh scientists uh hot scientist escapes through the time portal just as ahmed and his goons break in ahmed sends several of his goons after after hot scientists and then uh simon is able to destroy the mainframe uh, which leads to Ahmed uh, double tapping him in the face and then spitting on his corpse. Um, yeah. Because we had to get that kick the dog moment in there. Throughout this it's whole movie, so I have to say, uh, I was waiting for the redemption arc for the terrorists. Yeah. Like for no. Ahmed. Ahmed, the man whose parents yep. were killed uh, by extremists. Like Ahmed has all of the same like personal grievance with god that the white characters do that leads to their ultimate salvation uh but he doesn't quite get the same treatment we'll get there so hot scientist <laughs> jumps through another portal we're in like our 15th timeline yeah. at this point it's, at one it's point awesome. in the timelines daylight savings time becomes an important plot point that is one of the few times where I was like, okay, y'all, you, you really kept me going for a lot of this. I might not have made Daylight Savings Time a plot point. It's They get sent back to the present, and then they're like, oh, we're not at the right time. Oh, no, Daylight Savings Time. The clock synced. We got sent an hour the wrong direction. And it's just very good. But anyways, Hot yep. Scientist is now back in approximately the 15th timeline uh, with a gun. The goons yep. appear and have, have him dead to rights. They show up behind him and they're like, drop your weapons. And he does. At this point, by the way, he is in a Middle Eastern style cloak for the rest yep. of this movie. And has also That's spent awesome. a fair amount of time in his underwear. So you get to see Hot Scientist being all like uh, shirtless and stuff. I will say the movie ogles only almost exclusively men. <laughs> yeah, it, it is it is distinctly uh, created, I think. Uh, I, I think it's ogling men in the same way like 300 ogles men. There's yeah. this like element of well, like... <laughs> yeah. Correctly. No, it, yeah. <laughs> but it is it is this like you know aren't guys awesome being all hot and having guns and stuff like it's a very like male version of ogling mm -hmm. but it is distinctly ogling men you are correct yeah yeah uh, no the, I, again the movie the movie is so reactionary it ends up being extremely homoerotic <laughs> yeah this is not this is not the first time that fascism has brought us to this point <laughs> and it will, hopefully it will not be the last. Okay. Uh, so as he is being held up by these goons, he wiggles his time watch and explodes them, uh, which yes. I didn't understand. 
So I think that because they jumped after him, the mm-hmm. wiggling I don't think was necessary. They exploded, if I recall, because of the rules. They jumped wrong. They didn't have time watches of their own, and that mm. meant that they were going to explode. And so I, I actually think they should have cut the waggle because like they were going to explode anyway. Oh, um, interesting. See, I definitely because he he I, wiggles his watch yeah. and then the guy explodes and it feels very like he's causing that. But yeah, yeah. I guess I take your point that they didn't have uh, the watches that prevent your body from exploding. Hey, look, it's the rule. <laughs> it's the rule. Uh, so he runs. Now he's back in sort of like timeline. We're gonna say alpha because he is trying to rewrite the whole thing. And mm. he runs in tactical style and stops his parents from being murdered by murking like 17 terrorists. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, a scientist <laughs> is just very, very good at room breaching in this world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not accidentally shooting his parents, which is yeah. 100% how that goes. At one but point, it's he shoots through a one-way mirror and successfully kills uh, like three different terrorists and not his other <laughs> version of himself. Yeah, it's so good. Like it's <laughs> at some point somebody should have taken a pill. There's enough Matrix vibes mm-hmm. in this that like I really needed yeah. uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne to show up and hand somebody a pill. I don't even care what it's for. It could be a Viagra yeah. for all I care. It just needed to be in this movie. He did need to learn kung fu. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, then uh, okay, so he has successfully rescued his parents, right? Um, Mm -hmm. there are still other people floating around in different timelines. Simon's still talking to Jesus being like no speako Greco an actual line. Uh, another fun, cool thing that Simon, the black scientist does is, uh, try to speak Spanish to, uh, people in the ancient world. Uh, so So he'll be like muchas gracias, uh, when somebody hands him a time travel watch. Another language that does not exist yet. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, so now that he has saved his parents, uh, he needs yep. to hunt down Ahmed and end this thing. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, uh, Bradley Bradley Cooper Jr. Um, uh, Bradley Co- Cooper after the accident is having his second or third come to Jesus moment because he is now back in the timeline before he experienced Christ. Yeah. So he's still angry yeah. at God. Uh, he didn't have the redemption on the cross yet. And this is and this is him asking God to like c- step into his life and show him if there's something other way he's supposed to be basically. Yeah. So essentially the moral of this movie is that whenever God works in the world, it's through a white man with an automatic weapon. Oh boy, that's a. Uh, Which, if we're talking a, about the history of the church, if if we're talking about yeah, if we're talking about the last like fifteen hundred ish years, uh, okay, I see okay. that, I hear that. Uh, so, hot scientist is now hunting down Ahmed. He breaks into his <laughs> office and has a showdown with security guy, where mm-hmm. uh, security guy has to turn over his weapons and then begs for death. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. No, Bradley, Bradley Looper. Bradley Looper uh, has to begs for death because he's so torn up about his family. And uh, Hot Scientist is like, you killed my girlfriend and I, I hate you and I, you don't deserve my forgiveness. And Bradley Looper's like, I don't know what you're talking about. But also, yes, I'm so miserable. You'd be doing me a favor. Please put a bullet in my brain. And then uh, Hot Scientist remembers the words of Christ. That he has right. to forgive. And they have this bro moment where he forgives Bradley Looper for the things that this Bradley Looper hasn't actually done. But it's still <laughs> really poignant and poetic. And uh, right. that forgiveness is enough to change the heart of Security Man, uh, which we will see come to fruition in just a moment. So after they've had this bonding moment, you know, bro hug it out. Sorry about killing your girlfriend. Uh, yep. One of the the incompetent terrorists pops up and uh, shoots one of them. And then Ahmed pops out from under the desk where he's been hiding this whole time that they never bothered looking for him in, which was very good. And and shoots hot scientists. So Ahmed has gotten the drop on them. At this point, dad runs in strapped with the piece (laughs) and ready to start (laughs) some shit, but uh, is not successful. So now dad being dad, the parents' lives being in danger is back in play. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) And, uh, and Zach, take me through what happens next. 
Whew. So we've, we've been through the ringer at this point. Final showdown. Ahmed is going to just start because Ahmed now thinks is back in the, in, in the timeline where he's trying to figure out how to get the time machine to work. Because the yes. technology has been destroyed, we have erased all the other stuff, more or less. And so he is back to his sort of OG goal of knowing time travel exists, but all because of everything has been destroyed, it's just in our hot scientist's head. Yes. So he is once again trying to threaten the lives of the people, the the girlfriend and the parents of our guy, and he's going to kill the girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and, and in the, like the like fifteenth bad guy kicks the dog moment. Yes. Uh, hot scientist is like, "You're going to kill us regardless," and he's like, "Ha ha ha! You're right because I am so evil that I wouldn't even think about how to do this tactically. But if you don't give me what I want, I'll kill everyone more slowly." Yeah. Uh, and so, meanwhile, we see the heart changing in Bradley Looper. We see how he was just forgiven for a thing he has not done. But, nonetheless, he's he's being a bad dude these days, let's be real. And so he decides to sacrifice himself, and he shoots all the terrorists at this, but... Uh, except for Ahmed, and gets shot himself. Yeah, and so he, he flips, which again, yeah. I don't know if you are a terrorist organization operating in plain sight in America, why you're entrusting you know, all of your, all of your <laughs> safety to this white dude who is not a part of your scheme. Like, yeah, who doesn't believe your beliefs. No, I mean, there's a reason why uh, extremist organizations tend to operate on sort of cultural ethnic lines the italian mob for example you know you don't have outsiders in for a reason you can't trust them you can't you can't trust these squirrely white folks because they keep having redemption arcs behind your back uh so (laughs) bradley looper shoots all the other security guards get gets capped by ahmed ahmed is still going forward with his plan it's all he cares about and then hot scientist grabs the knife yes yes was used to murder ahmed's parents and stabs him in the back with it, collapses on top of him, and then Ahmed begs for the same forgiveness that the scientist just gave to the white dude, and the scientist watchman style looks down and whispers no before stabbing the knife deeper into this guy's heart. (laughs) Which was one of the moments where I had to stop having a good time and be like, wow, you guys sure enough did allow salvation for the sad white dude who's been doing all the bad things, including shooting Jesus. But the other guy, who arguably has more grievance against God than anyone else, gets no such redemption arc. That dude gets capped violently. It is, it is, it is, it, it, that is, not to overuse this, but that is just full-on B-movie. Like, there's the bad guy, and then there's the bad guy. You know what yeah. I mean? All right, we're killing this guy. The good bad guy and the bad bad guy, and you can tell which is which, because one of them keeps holding a taco during their scenes. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and so, he, and so our lead is able to basically rewrite uh, everything from that point, uh, and everybody's okay, but... There's one last thing he needs to do, Michael, because everybody's oh, pretty much okay. Go ahead. Sorry. You forgot the part where the cops show up. Oh, that's right. Okay. The cops show up. <laughs> the cops show up. The cops show up. Uh, Bradley Looper is lying on the ground shot, and he's like, hello, police officers. Let me give you all of 15 seconds of explanation of what's happening here. The police officers are like, got it, Sergeant. Go out into the street and just start capping every member of the security force. <laughs> like so they just funny. the cops show up, offer no assistance, and then immediately start shooting everyone there. <laughs> and it's just like again, this is cool. supposed to be a moment where like the cops are doing cool and good things and stopping terrorism because cops are good, but it it accidentally <laughs> tells the truth on itself so hard by just yeah. being like, yeah, no, this is how the cops roll. They roll into a situation yeah. and think, oh, who could I shoot in this situation immediately? <laughs> no, the cops roll in a situation, listen to one guy, and are like, all right, I got it. I got it. Was I have <laughs> all the information I need to be judge, jury, and executioner of everyone else on this <laughs> complex. <laughs> it's uh, so it's- good. It's the funniest thing. Um, oh, oh, fuck. Okay, we are wrapping up here. Yes. But we need to get to 
the disembodied voice of Bradley Looper's dead wife speaking not to Bradley Looper, but to no. the hot scientist uh, <laughs> who starts calling out into the ether while he's being held at gunpoint by Ahmed. And Ahmed's like, I'm not going to play this game. Smash cut to less than five seconds later. Okay, I'll play your little game. What is this disembodied voice saying? And the disembodied voice of Heidi Montag says, be a hero, which Bradley Looper intuits as you need to start being a good guy again and shoot all these people. <laughs> also, this is not important and we do need to move forward. Heidi Montag in this movie, for reasons known only to the writers and directors, has a British accent. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, this is an important identifying factor because right. after hot scientists and Bradley Looper get done with their bro redemption story. You know, they're, they're bro hugging on a pile of brown bodies. Uh, <laughs> and as they're doing that, uh, Bradley Looper's like, hey, was that voice my wife? And hot scientists, in keeping with the themes of this film, is like, I don't know, man. I've never met your dead wife. Uh, British <laughs> accent. And Bradley Looper's like, that's it, man. She's the only person in the entire universe with a British accent. <laughs> Okay, so we have we have reset all the timelines. Yeah, the all, all the scientists the are now alive and saved. Yes. Uh. Yep. But there's a small, but like, they're all saved. The terrorists have gone down, blah, blah, blah. But mm -hmm. there's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. Uh, Bradley Looper survived, but he's in a wheelchair. He's paralyzed. And his family's dead. Which mm -hmm. is just, I gotta admit... Delicious, like extremely grim in a very, in a in a very exploitationist way. Yes. And, yeah. No. You just like, see him in a chair mm -hmm. that he has to blow into to make move, and he's once again crying out to God to end it all. Yeah. He. Well. Yeah. And I mean, he's just he's sad. He's alone. He's like, I did the right thing, but I I didn't get. You know, I, yeah. I my life still sucks. Yeah. Which you know, sure, fair. So our which would have been have a much more honest movie if they had just left him there, but instead. But it's a time travel movie, Michael. You can't leave it there. <laughs> so our hot scientist and his crew, they have personally in our hot scientist basement in a way that would never fuck up the rest of the world existing, built another time machine. They did it again. They did That's it again. so funny. They just, but they're good. So they'll be fine with it. That, you know, if I we've love. learned anything from this movie, it's that nothing goes wrong when you uh, create time travel and put it in the hands of a handful of people. Yeah, it'll be fine. So, Hot Scientist goes back one last time. He stops. He goes back as a crossing guard. And he, he is able to save uh, Bradley Looper's family from getting hit by a semi-truck. That's right. He, he stops them just before they plow into the semi. And then disapparates immediately. So that they're yeah. left being like, where was that guy? What happened? Uh, and then Heidi Montag is like, I think God was watching out for us today because God is a hot scientist. And then we go to credits. <laughs> it's it's so cool. Um, <laughs> and and in that timeline, the last thing I want to say is that like he even lets them know that Ahmed was a terrorist. So oh, everything yes! is handled. He oh, left on the stop sign behind him. He left a letter about like be a hero and stop and stop yeah, the terrorists gonna, in our midst. This is in the note. It's like, you're going to need to contact Homeland Security. So good. So good. And then over credits, Michael, there's a stinger. Oh, I missed the stinger. You missed the stinger? I missed this the stinger. Oh, shit. So, oh, I get to tell you this live. This is exciting. So there is one loop that arguably we missed. And it's when... It seems like hot scientist guy and girlfriend just get capped in one of the mini timelines. They just get yeah. shot instantly. In this, though, we see that hot scientist is dying. He's blood is and the girlfriend is basically dead. And he pulls them onto a pad and jumps 30 years into the future. The camera is really close on them. We hear sort of weird sounds, and we see people coming up to them and scanning them with futuristic technology. What like, the fuck? Who are these people? They don't have a chip in them. They don't. They don't have any scar. They're not marked. And they go. What? Well, we don't know who, who are they. And they go. I don't know, but the Antichrist wants them. Smashed to fucking black. Oh, my God. 
Ah, oh, so amped. <laughs> okay, okay. So this might actually help explain something because when I was looking yes. up who makes this movie, it's a company called Timed Out Productions. This is the only thing they've done, and the only other thing to their credit list is a movie in post production called Black Easter that seems to have the majority of the same cast and right. largely the same plot, but seems to be Easter themed. So I'm now wondering if they created a sequel to do this again. It's the sequel, baby. Fuck yeah. In the future. And I am Where the Antichrist angry. rules. Oh man. That's I'm so excited. So good. That's so good. I'm very I'm very happy <laughs> that that exists. Uh, yeah. Yep. Final notes. I think we've undersold a little bit just how religious this movie gets. Yeah. Uh, like this movie's we extremely religious. We forgot the part where as hot scientist having been shot by Ahmed and then murdering him is like mm -hmm. dying. He, he, the thing that he really wants to know is, did we fuck up the timeline of Jesus? So he has his girlfriend read him. He's like, pull out your Bible <laughs> app and read me the resurrection <laughs> so story. And then he read it. And there's all these like winking nods to like, and then there was a naked guy that ran away. And it's like, we know that's hot scientists. Okay. The timeline is secure. Jesus is still God, uh, which says some pretty hilarious things about God's sovereignty in all of this. That like the only reason Jesus gets to like die for the sins of man in this world is because scientists made it so. <laughs> well, the movie is saying that like God or this is all part of God's plan, mm. Michael. Okay, all right. Scientists can do whatever they want, but it's all going to work out as part of God's plan regardless. Equally part of God's plan is scientists making out with each other, everyone dying 50 times, and uh, <laughs> uh, sad, sad emo Jesus getting to do his thing. Yeah. <laughs> what, what a wild piece of filmmaking. It is. Okay, so yeah, I have to say, this this goes in the upper echelons. This, this goes in the highly recommended uh, mm -hmm. sphere yeah. of like, man, is it terrible? Absolutely. Is it sure. a hell of a ride? Also, yes. And I just... Yeah. The grievance politics, the plotting, the characterization, the unrelenting <laughs> stream of C-tier celebrity... Uh, it's all just really coming together for me in this one. And uh, I got to say, this is this is the most entertained I have been doing one of these. Only Fireproof really comes close, I think. Yeah, for Fireproof is close. Value. Fireproof is close because sim in, in the way that they are similar, and we're not the, the first people to proffer this theory, but they are both distinct visions from someone's brain yeah. right like they mm -hmm. are if we if we consider art to be an expression of one usually one or a few individuals like vision of te the world yeah these are both that right like this is this yeah, is this, a this film is not in fact a collaborative medium like this is clearly no. <laughs> one dude getting all of his like you know what's really badass white dudes with m16s you know what's not <laughs> badass uh Bad guys with beards who want to kill Christ. Yeah. Fucking terrorists, man. But, oh, like, man. I gotta say, the terrorists are so absurd. Like, they don't resemble any any real-life extreme groups. Yeah, so and, well, almost... and even more specifically in the world of this movie, there is no reason for anyone to ever be upset at the history of Christianity in the West. <laughs> Right, like Christianity creates a world of forgiveness, and it's like, ah, oh, yes, no. As we all recall, across the millennia of the imprecation of of Christianity into our political sphere, only good things have happened. That that's why the Crusades happened for forgiveness. That's right. That's what blood libel was about. Forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, um, but still, it's it, it's a heck it's of a ride. I don't know. Yes. No, I had a great time. I had a great time. I can't wait for Black Easter. It's going to be a whole fucking thing. Oh, I was so it. convinced that this was just like IMDb not knowing what was up, but now knowing that there's a stinger that hints at a sequel, I'm so much more excited. Yeah. No, uh, we're going to uh, knock on wood, see that in theaters. And, uh, we're, see, see that in theaters and uh, buy on DVD the first seven seasons of uh, Marriage Boot Camp so we can really get deeper into the mind of Jim Carroll. I think the last thing I want to say is that like this is a movie where a guy wanted to tell a story about a bunch of people shooting each other, but also really wanted to prove that like, 
but also talk about forgiveness. It's a movie where everyone shoots everyone, but it's also some trying desperately to be like, but forgiveness is right. And that's hilarious. Yeah. It's a movie about forgiveness for white men uh, who do terrible things, <laughs> applying none of that forgiveness to anyone else. And then also it's a story about how historically accurate the biblical tale of Jesus is. Yeah, they they are funny. constantly mentioning like, wow, I remember this. Like th- I remember reading about this when I was a kid. Like they are to the point where they can pinpoint the location of Jesus's tomb and time travel into it. Like <laughs> it's just taking, taking on faith or dare they say on science that all of these things happened exactly this way. Uh, and so it is, it is got that like, uh, you know, case for Christmas element of like, no, yes. all of these things literally occurred. Also here are a lot of guns being fired. <laughs> This is very much if Sylvester Stallone playing the character of Rambo told you the story of Easter. And and I, I love that. Yeah. It's hard not to be here for it. Um, yeah. Like, uh, just, just think American Sniper, but like evangelical version. <laughs> I would not be yeah. surprised. I would not be surprised if just like American Sniper, the Department of Defense was involved in the production of this movie. That definitely happened. The Homeland Security threw him five million. Um, that's all I've got to say about yep. it. You should watch it if you if this sounds amusing to you. If not, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the heartiest recommendations, with the acknowledgement that there are so many terrible elements in this movie, but it's you know it's a good time. <laughs> Just wanted to shout out our Discord once again. Uh, we've been going strong. It's It's been a, a really fun place. Lots of uh, spirited political and theological discussion in between memes and pet pics. It's, it's been fun. You can find uh, the link to that on our Twitter at shitty underscore pod or check out uh, our thoughts and shenanigans. I am at Michael Tabor. I'm at Zachary underscore Allard. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>